The following podcast is a Dear Media production. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. But real estate is all about timing, you know? If you bought any real estate in 2007, you would have had to wait 10 years to get your equity back. But if you threw a dart up in 2011, it landed on any property, you would have doubled your money, right? So it's all about 99% is timing, 1% is preparation. So be prepared, make sure you qualify, save your money, get all your ducks in a row, and then wait for a recession, you know, when you see foreclosures left and right. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Skinny Confidential Him and Her Show. Happy Friday. That clip was from our guest of the show today, Manny and Layla. We are going to get into it with them, you guys. It's a him and her perspective. For the host, you have me, Lauren Everett's Bostick, depending on the day. Oh, it's a good day because you you actually added Bostick yeah, to us. And I'm Michael Bostick. Guys, welcome back. You're getting a little hard on over my Instagram photo over there. Uh, first of all, I don't know if that should be out to the world, but listen, it's like an art piece. <laughs> <laughs> our friend Khalil, um, Lord, I don't even know if you've seen this text yet. Our friend Khalil, uh, Khalil Rafati, who's been on this show, one of my favorite episodes we've ever done. If you guys haven't checked that episode out, you got to check it he out. He is the best, guys. He just sent me a screenshot saying that he has a new phone background and it is you, <laughs> butt naked, pregnant. And I was like, all right, Khalil, like, listen, I can't I can't hate him for doing it. I, I, I would do the same. So I did a um, professional photo shoot naked and with underwear on. And there was lights and makeup and hair and the whole shebang. And it was like a whole entire shoot. And so, yeah, you know, you throw a filter on that and it's, it's going to look like a magazine situation. Listen, but it, you, I had a lot of help. You are a vision, but it is a little strange when my actual friends are putting you on the backgrounds of their phone. I'm not sure how I feel about that yet. Well, Michael, your background of your phone is your chihuahuas. Yeah, that's true. That you'll never change. It's like literally like the Nashville filter from 1992. It was the day. It was like the day Instagram came out. <laughs> you have this weird attachment to your chihuahuas that no one knows about. Like, I feel like you need to talk about that. I also first. like to just fuck with you because it's kind of like you are like, what kind of photo do you need to do to <laughs> displace that photo? And you haven't done it yet. Even with this one, which I love. I mean, it's a beautiful photo of you. I mean, um, I might do another photo shot, shot like bent over, like in doggy style. Oh, I'm sure me. that one, my friends would ha- have that on their back. I'm going to text all your friends in. Please do not. Okay. So we have decided that we're going to do a question of the week. And if you have any catchy names for this segment, we'd love to know your opinion. We want to do something catchy um, just to brand it. But in the meantime, what it is, it's basically answering one of you guys' questions. It can be a question on anything. Literally ask us anything. Um, I don't know if we'll be able to answer anything, but we'll give you our best shot. So the first question of the week is one that I've seen over and over and over again. It's not from a specific person, but in the future, when you guys do ask questions, we will shout out your Instagram handle. So this is just a question, Michael, that I've seen everywhere. And I think that you will be able to add some wisdom here. And I also think Taylor, who's Mike, let's hope is on. It's hot as that photo you posted. Oh, God. (laughs) We'll be able to answer this. So this is the question I keep seeing. How do you manipulate your significant other into a skincare routine? Are you saying that I was manipulated into a skincare routine? 
Uh, I've answered this before on the show. Here's the problem. All right, Lauren, I'm assuming that you're thinking that like there's a girl and she's got a boyfriend and she's trying to get him to do skincare. That's how I'm, that's how I'm framing the answer to this question. So maybe if I'm, if I'm not, if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. Go ahead, Mr. Dewey. Well, here's, here's the problem is that I feel that I have an unfair advantage over most of the men because I have got to sit on this show with you and interview literally some of the top skincare experts in the world disagree because if you're if you are in your bathroom right now doing your makeup turn it up on the skincare expert podcast and make sure that your significant other is listening in the background okay but listen so listen i get that but what i'm saying is i have actually physically been part of the conversations you got you know dr dennis dr diamond dr barbara stern like i've, I've got it like the drunk elephant like i've got to have conversations with the, the glow i've had conversations with every skincare expert george louise like all these people that are just like shooting to my mind and so i've actually firsthand got to sit down and like understand understood the benefits of skincare um and then also fortunately these brands are giving me some products so you know i'd have to be a real dumb shit to to not do something with my skin that being said the best way in my opinion to get just an average everyday average joe uh onto some skincare routine is to not overwhelm them pick one brand um, it can be any brand. I would suggest not picking one that's super pink and fluffy in the beginning because men, you know, they have their reservations. They want to feel manly. Maybe start with like Dr. Dennis or Drunk Start Elephant. with big dick skincare. <laughs> yeah, whatever whatever it is. And I would do a simple three, three steps. Same brand, three steps. Here's what you do. Face wash, so they can use in the shower. Okay. Don't, don't, make, don't make them reinvent the wheel here. Uh, then a serum. Simple, simple serum. Maybe a vitamin C serum. <laughs> and then a moisturizer. And you say, listen... Guy, you put this, you wash your face in the shower. Can we throw in a sunscreen for good measure? No, no, no. I wouldn't do it in the beginning. All right. I, I'm telling you, this is how you do it. Get a sunscreen with moisturizer. What happens is you get in this and you, they realize how easy it is. Okay, like maybe you put this one on before you brush your teeth and then after you're done brush your teeth, put this one on. So it's only three things. It takes them 30 Can seconds. Can we throw in a tongue scraper? Yeah, but that's not skincare. Now we're going on tangents. Yeah, we always do. Okay, so, so did that's, you want me a, to no, so, that's really good advice. But what I'm saying is what'll happen is they'll realize how easy it is and then they'll start to add other things. You just got to slowly put them in, like, hey, like what you did to me like hey by the way i have a sunscreen by the way i have this like eye cream like and then i was like oh okay i'm already doing it so it's easy that's the best way and then you have to give some positive reinforcement saying man your skin looks better you're looking and then you have your friends say oh like that looks better you know and then you like do a mist in front of them and you're like oh this mist feels so good this is the best feeling ever and they're like oh can i use some of that mist? can i be honest with you though this is the problem with a lot of women giving other women advice about men that just annoys me. No, it yeah, works. No, no, you no. did a miss the other day. No, it annoys me. When you're doing that and you're spraying it around, this is the problem. I'm telling you, women think that they know how to give men advice just the same way men think they know how to give women. I don't try to do that. That's a I'm lie. I'm <laughs> telling you, the way to do it is to just say like, hey, you can use this in the shower. You can use this when you get out and this after you're done brushing your teeth. It's just as simple as that. I have a hot tip. Hmm. So this is my latest. I'm really into facial massage and I know all the benefits of lymphatic drainage. So I've been thinking for the last hundred years how I'm going to get Michael into lymphatic drainage. And I think I finally hooked him. Here's what I did. I got a really great oil. There's this oil from Floral Farms. It's super random in Cabo. I found this little like it's like an argan oil. And I've told him at night that I will massage his face. Okay. And so at night, turn the salt rock lamp on, maybe put some housewives on, perhaps some bossa nova music, maybe some ocean sounds, white noise machine, I don't know, uh, some lavender on the pillow. And then I let him lay on my lap and I massage his face with this argan oil. 
This is not, listen, I, I love... The- We're going really specific here, but let me just bear with me. You have been bringing me the oil to bed every night now. Yes, but this is different. So this... How so? Because the man doesn't have to do anything. I literally just hand you oil and lay there and get massaged. But that so is, what? That's still skincare. That's great. But now you're giving... See, Lauren, now there's a lot of women who are like, I don't want to do that work. Maybe some do, maybe like you, but you know, this is creating work for you. No, just, it's not because I have to look at your face every day. So it's actually just, it's it's working for both of us. It's okay. benefits, it's win-wins. Well, listen, I mean, you get an A plus because I love the massages. Thank and you. you. got me on skincare. And Taylor, what's your opinion? Because you have a whole, whole new Mary Poppins bag full of He's also elephant. got to listen to every conversation. Yeah. That's why he's into it. Yeah. I agree. I actually was, believe it or not, I was just using a facial, a facial mister the other day. The Ole Henriksen, what is it called? Let me see. I just opened it up. I thought you were going to say, I, I actually just blew a load in my face. The other day. <laughs> but I do like facials though. Not from, not, not, not receiving. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Ole Henriksen was pure natural facial water. Feels nice. Okay. So back, I agree with Michael completely. I think the biggest thing. You that, always agree with Michael completely. No, I'm a smart motherfucker. In, in the sense of there, there's so many products and it can be very overwhelming to be given so much. And a lot of the things don't make sense at first. Like, Clear that is... frog in your throat. <clears throat> yeah, I know. Hold on. <clears throat> you go right back there. God. So what I was saying is there's so many types of products that it's not only overwhelming, but a lot of them as a man didn't make sense to me. I didn't know what a serum was. I didn't know what a, you know, like the facial oil did. I just, it didn't make sense to me. And learning like baby stepping from a facial cleanser, which is something that most people usually use to putting on a serum and then maybe a moisturizer. That's a simple thing that everybody can really get behind. And the also, I think the other hurdle is that so many of the products are branded towards females with very, very you know, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, course. you got to get over that. That's being stereotypical. No, no, but it, but it's true. Are you kidding me? Look at a lot. Of, look at a lot of the products. There's still a, a lot of men that are out there. They're still a little bit, you know, insecure with using a bright pink serum like so you know that'll change over time they'll get comfortable there but, is nothing hotter than a guy that uses a serum yes but listen this is what happens it's like you, you gotta baby step him into it like don't just throw him in like, so, like you know, scotty chuna is like like nearing his ball sack we're not going that far yeah i mean listen i've been living in the world of pink for a long time now with you here with your brand and so i'm like okay whatever it's just like one shade now for me but all my guy friends have skincare routines what? um i gave weston elemis you're on drunk elephant i want everyone to try all the products to tell me their feedback taylor is literally grinning from ear to ear because he got a whole thing of drunk elephant. How happy are you, Taylor? I did. I basically got, it looks like it's made, made for in, like intense influencers because it's the whole line. So yeah, you're peacocking it around the office and all the girls are like, can I get some of that? Could I try baby facial? And you're like, no. Well, yeah. So the reason being is there was also a bunch of Sunday Riley stuff that got sent to the office and I didn't get any of that. So now they're like, Crimea oh, like, River. what do we get? Now oh. you have the whole drunk elephant thing. So Lauren, I didn't even get to tell you this, but then we got to get into the show. So the, this office gets sent a lot of stuff by different brands, you know, for people to try out. And a lot of the ladies in the office go and they, and they grab all the stuff and like we, we give it out and anyway the other day this brand that sent the skincare stuff it got taken in like three seconds everybody in the office grabbed it and he was left alone he was so pissed off and the only thing that was left in the office was the gift of beef broth cubes that's a, that's a hard word just a lot of stuff to say so i went to his desk and he just had all this these broth cubes really weird only guy in the office i wanted but listen i'm sure it's good beef broth beef broth cubes taylor what are you gonna do with so that wait, here, here's how it went down so i went into the break room and there were all these little things it's like bouillon beef like gravy cubes it's like turkey mushroom and there's four of them and i, I thought oh wow cool these are great I'm, I'm finally something i like so i took them back to the desk and as i was walking back i see everybody with these like sunday riley like gift bags and I'm, I asked one, where, where did all those Sunday Riley bags come from? Like, oh, there was a bunch, there was like 30 of them in the break room and we all took them. So I didn't see the Sunday Riley. All I saw were the beef cubes. Then I was pissed. 
I was mad because at first I was excited about the beef cubes, but now I'm, I was a little bit bitter because I didn't miss that on the That's enough price. about beef cubes. Let's get into the show. <laughs> Let's welcome Layla and Manny. They are a powerhouse duo. They are both major entrepreneurs. I mean, guys, you're not even going to believe their story. Manny has completely worked his way up. So has Layla. They came together. They have two kids. You should know that Layla is a wife, a mama too, a philanthropist, a go-getter. She's the founder of Layla Milani Hair, and she has Hair to Men, okay? We're going to do a huge giveaway with her company at the end of this episode, so make sure you are tuning in. And then Manny is a husband, a father, an entrepreneur, a car influencer, and he is living the American dream. Uh, He also has a book, guys. So they are major. So excited to have them on the Skinny Confidential, him and her show. And before we hop into that, let's talk about Ulta Beauty. Ulta Beauty. Who doesn't love Ulta Beauty? So as we all know, a spark is the start of something new, exciting, fresh, alive. And that's what Ulta Beauty sees in these emerging brands. You know, I'm obsessed with branding. I love a new brand and I feel like they're very much on the pulse when it comes to stories and products and brands to ignite your curiosity. You can expect the collections to include cosmetic, skin, and hair products. I'm very much about the skin. The Spark Collection will continuously refresh throughout the year. So they're very much, like I said, on the pulse. And the first assortment includes Oma. This is Oma Beauty, and it was started by a Nigerian-born innovator. They also have a cool brand called Elsie Cosmetics. This is founded by a makeup expert on a mission to make beauty products more user-friendly and then love wellness. So Ulta Beauty has a long history of growing brands, and now they're taking it to the next level with Spark. This is seriously designed to select and ignite the brightest emerging brands. I really like how they're really showcasing women entrepreneurs. I think that's awesome. And you can discover a bunch of new brands, ignite your curiosity with Sparked at select Ulta Beauty stores. So all Skinny Confidential Him and Her listeners can explore the virtual world of Sparked on Ulta.com slash Sparked. It's a very unique interactive experience where you can learn more about these exciting brands and founders and their authentic stories and products. I know I'll be definitely stalking the site. This is the Skinny Confidential Him and Her. Manny and Layla Koshman, two powerhouses on the show. Powerhouses in your own right. Power couple and individual powerhouses. Guys, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be here. So we want to get both of your backgrounds. I guess, who should we start with? Which one should of you wants to go first? a coin, honey? What yeah. <laughs> Ladies <laughs> first. Ladies always first. Who really? wants to go in the hot seat first? Okay, I'll go first. So I guess I'll take it back. I'm from Iran originally. Um, my mother was always a strong female force. Um, she definitely knew what she wanted in life. And unfortunately, my father was just not very kind to her and he was just abusive. And so she decided one day that she was going to leave and not just leave him. She was going to leave the country. And so um, she decided to take me and my six month old younger sister. I was nine at the time and she wanted to move us to Canada. She really wanted to move to U.S., but it wasn't it's not very easy to migrate here, especially from Iran, even back then. And so she took us to Canada, which was very more open. And um, she's a nurse, she's a registered nurse. And so she was able to practice as a nurse again. Um, She had to take a lot of tests. She had to, her English was great, which was a good thing. Um, She had that, but she didn't have very much money. Um, She just had two little girls that she had to support. And um, she moved us to Toronto. She worked long hours and I became sort of her helper, almost like a dad figure to my younger sister. I took care of her. I raised her. 
And, you know, fast forward 10 years later, her dream was always to move to Los Angeles. And I think more than anything, it wasn't really the glitz and glam. It was really the weather. We're both very weather dependent. I'm always mm -hmm. cold. Um, and so is she. So she wanted beautiful, sunny California. And so she moved us out here. And, you know, I really owe everything that I have, even obviously meeting my husband to her, because if it wasn't for her strength to leave Iran and my dad and even leave Canada, even though we had a pretty cushy life there, just took a lot of balls. And I was really proud of her. Um, she stood on her two feet. She still does. She doesn't, she's not remarried or anything. She still works and takes care of herself. And so I think that really is what um, has driven me throughout my life. And it's made me the person I am today. It's made me not get into a lot of, you know, bad situations that you can get as a teenager or as a young adult, um, as a woman without a father, you know, all those things. And because of that, that but strength. It, such a courageous woman. I mean, that's obviously it's rubbed off. Thank you. Yeah, it really has. And what I'm, was your first job? My first job, I was a telemarketer and okay. I was really good at it. I did that in the summer. I was like 15, 16 and I loved it. I was really hustling and trying to make my quotas and, um, I did that for two summers, and then I started working in nightclubs as a shooter girl. I don't know if you guys know what that is, but mm. do you remember back in the day? I don't know if you do, but for me, I always said, I go to clubs anyway with my friends. I might as well make money while I'm there. Like I always wanted to make money and um, stand on my own two feet. So I became a shooter girl, which is these girls that walk around and they have these shot um, like test tubes. <laughs> oh, yes, I them. definitely know what the shooter girls are. <laughs> I know what the shooter girls are too. <laughs> I was going to be a bartender but I realized you have to share your tips with people. I'm like, this is not for me. I want to make my own money within the club. Smart. <laughs> I did not know. Uh, I was self-employed within the club. I did not know there was a term for that. But now that you describe what it is, I know exactly <laughs> yes. what it is. It's got me in a I lot of trouble. I do that anymore. But that was like my second job. And yeah, it was good. I was able to save, you know, some good money. And when I came to Canada, I had that cushion. And then I went to um, FITM for fashion. I thought fashion is my destiny. I love clothes. I It's my passion. I'm going to have my own clothing line. And I did. At 19, I had my own denim line. Wow. So I was working in downtown LA in the garment district, carrying out patterns and samples, going to laundry houses because denim business is so difficult. Don't ever get into denim. You have to. There's so many steps to getting it right. And you lose so much money with fabric and laundry houses and pattern makers and cutters and sewers and all that good stuff. Anyway. I got out of that. Um, I realized it wasn't my passion. And I was like 21, 22. I'm in Los Angeles. And, you know, you're young, you're going out, you're meeting people, you sort of fall into the entertainment industry, I guess. I met an agent, I met a manager. And I started working on music videos. I think the first one was... Um, 50 Cents? 50 Cents. It wasn't the first one. That was one of the more notable <laughs> which, which, ones. Which, which song? Candy Shop. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I that video. Blonde. I had maybe like... A three seconds. So you'll see me. I'm on the couch, I think, with Lloyd Banks. <laughs> they refer to me as the Hispanic blonde girl. Anyway, so I did that. I was on Entourage. I worked as an extra for several episodes, which got me my SAG card. So the show actually got me my SAG card. I was very proud of myself. And then I started going out on other auditions and one thing led to another. I got on WWE. I competed in that. I came second place out of 8,000 girls worldwide, which was my first taste of competition. I've never been in like sororities or beauty pageants or anything of that nature. So for me, that was like my sorority and my group of girls. It was really a lot of fun. Um, and then I got Deal or No Deal right after with Howie Mandel. And that sort of kind of propelled 
Um, Meghan Markle? Yes. Was she there? She was, yeah. of course she was there. And she stood next to me for several episodes. So she was not a regular girl. I was a that's regular crazy. model, meaning that's I had a where contract. I think, that's where I think Maybe that's initially. Yeah, a long time ago before social media. I looked very different. I had curly blonde brown hair big massive i look like a lioness we need a, a throwback on instagram yes uh-huh. god please you gotta do one you gotta do I'll like i'll send you one yeah okay don't google it okay, okay. <laughs> i was gonna have taylor pull it up on the no, google, oh, google yeah, 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 for sure. okay so manny give us a little bit of your background oh man do you have all day no i'm just yeah. we, we got a while well we have a similar pretty similar stories you know she had an abusive you know, father and at an abusive government. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, my, my dad has a big family. You know, he has seven brothers and four of them got crippled or actually two died and two got crippled from going to the war, Iran and Iraq war back wow. in the early 80s. So I was his favorite. And in Iran, when you reach age of 14, you're illegal to exit the country. You have to draft to the army. And he witnessed his brothers being crippled and, you know, getting killed. And two weeks before my 14th birthday, he just decided... I don't know. He just decided he's going to pack and leave. He gave the keys to his store. He had a small hardware store and also his house and cars and give it to his older brothers to sell everything, sell us the money, which um, unfortunately never happened. Whatever. That's another story (laughs) for another episode. But long story short, with a little over $2,000, we left. My sister was six months old, just like Leila's sister was six months old. And uh, we went to Turkey, got a visa after two weeks and came to Costa Mesa, California because my dad knew a guy that owned a bunch of gas stations and he had promised them a job pumping gas, full service. So we arrived, we took a taxi from LAX to Newport Beach, this guy's house. And then second night, they're fighting big time. We can hear him from the kitchen. We're all in the room. Your dad and the, and the guy that you came to, to stay with? The, the husband and wife are fighting. Oh, the husband and wife. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I guess he hadn't told the wife that, hey, there's that six you... people moving in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's fucked. I'm sure that so one he, well. he walked into the room and he told us, I'm so sorry in Farsi. You know, he's telling us, you have to leave. You know, this is like my wife, you know, wasn't under the impression you guys are moving in, blah, blah, blah. So we moved to a motel in Costa Mesa. And after a week or so, my dad said, hey, we're running out of money. He called him back. He goes, it's not right. You know, you hung me dry. I brought my kids here, you know, in your support of giving me a job. So we, we met him at his gas station, one of his gas station. He was selling lot, uh, cars, used cars. And he, he sold us a 1972 Datsun station wagon, 510 station wagon, whatever it's called. So for a few hundred bucks, and that became our house. Wow for like several weeks until my dad got a job. So he was educated, you know, he had his like CPA, he was a senior cost account for the oil company. But when the regime changed, he didn't want to work for, with the new Ayatollahs, whatever. And he moved us to a small town and opened a little hardware store to get away from all, all that new regime. So long story short, he got his first job after a couple of weeks, his first paycheck, we were able to move to a one bedroom apartment in Costa Mesa. What's going through your mind as a young as a young man at this point, coming to a new country, leaving your home country, yeah. you know, and being in this situation? Like, what are you, and you, obviously you have your siblings, like, what are you thinking at the time? Well, you know, it, witnessing all everyone's suffering, you know, it kind of forced me to grow up pretty quickly, you know? Mm-hmm. I turned a 14 year old into a man pretty quick, you know? So all that guilt trip, you know, I think that was my drive and motivation. So I wanted to reach financial freedom by any means, get my parents out of that, you know, suffering, financial suffering. So it it was pretty tough because I could also not communicate. I didn't speak a word of English, you know? Wow. Yeah. So that was tough. What was the first thing you did to kind of make ends meet as a young man? So I was looking for opportunities, right? Since I can't speak, you know, I, I was just observing, you know, 
but my eyes, you know, what, what's around me. So every time I took the trash out, I realized people leaving stuff by the dumpster, like patio set, you know, dining set, toaster, radios, old TVs. And I couldn't understand why it's by dumpster. So I would haul it back to my patio, at apartment patio, and then I would test it, see if it works. If it worked, I would put it there. If it didn't work, I took it back to the dumpster. You know? <laughs> but after several months, I ended up with a bunch of, you know, working appliances, furniture, and then we lived across from Orange Coast College, which they used to have swap meets on the weekends. And that's where actually me and my mom used to walk over there, buy some used household goods for the kitchenware. So I'm like, hey, we got all the stuff I've been piling up collecting. Why don't we just sell it across the street? So after six months of moving into the apartment, I went to, into business for myself, you know, selling used goods across the street. Both shop. of you are so entrepreneurial. Yeah. You're doing shots with Shot Girl. <laughs> yeah. He's and I'm selling, selling junk. So, I mean, you know, there's, we were talking about this parallels. yesterday. A lot of, yeah. I was just there's some yeah. people in this life yeah. that you can that you can look at and you, you know, like you put them in any situation and they're going to thrive. And I think that both of you are examples of that. Like Thank so, you. some people have that and some people don't. But just being able to recognize opportunity, mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's the, like a lot of people just can't recognize opportunity. Yep. It can be right in front of them. And they just yep. can't see it no matter what. Yeah. They just can't see like, hey, that's an angle or that's something different like they're unwilling to look or they're just unable to look for it and i think it's it's interesting to talk to people yeah. like yourselves that can see those opportunities yeah well you know i tell everybody you know don't try to figure out life all in once just do what's in front of you and do it better and know that that's a stepping stone to the next higher ground and for me i take the trash out i see there is some valuable stuff there that's in front of me right mm-hmm. i take that i got good at it after a couple of months we had two spaces instead of one I was making like hundred bucks a week. You know, cost of goods is zero. It's all profit. Yeah, it's all profit. Yeah, it was like seven bucks or eight bucks per rental for per space. So it's like nothing, right? So I didn't need a car either. We just haul it over there with some shopping carts, you know. <laughs> but like homeless people, no. but nothing wrong. I was wrong making a couple of hundred a night in See? my little fanny pack back then. It was. She's a exciting. smarter hustler. No, <laughs> Gary V would. I feel like Gary V would really appreciate your story because he always talks about flipping, yeah. flipping things. Like even if it's like a five dollar puzzle, flipping it for seven dollars. Yeah. Well, they're yeah. saying there's people Crazy, that are yeah. struggling financially right now and they're living in a, in a nice home. He's like, look around yeah. your house and just look at some of the stuff that you're not using. That yeah. you can flip. I mean, we have at, at, during your time, you didn't have services like eBay and trade. The like there's right. so many tools that are disposable. Yeah. Now. People are just willing to look for the opportunity. That's what I tell people. People keep saying, oh, it's not as easy as you think. Back then it was easy to make millions. I'm like, That's not no, true. it's not. Now it's with technology. Now. Are you kidding Way me? easier now. So much easier to have access to people. Right. Yeah. And access like network, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, to even to do what we're doing right now on this yeah. podcast years ago to go, you'd have to go on a radio station, you have all this equipment, mm-hmm. you have to broadcast, you have to get Cindy. I mean, literally we could do this. We record it and we could put it up. Yeah. Now, Amazing. easily. It doesn't cost much. Right? Yeah. And you can use profanities. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you can use profanities and you don't have anyone micromanaging right. you, which I love. Yeah. Right. So, so you want me to fast forward? Go n- a little no, bit no, keep okay. going. We want to hear right. the whole story. All right. So I did that until I got, I turned 16. Legally, I could get a job. So my first job was Kmart. I applied to a bunch of places, but Kmart hired me as a... He took me to that Kmart, by the way. Yeah. And one of the employees was there and she recognized you. Wow. Yeah. It was wow. crazy. He went to buy me like some old lady water yeah. pack heater for my... I was having stomach issues. <laughs> He's like, I bet Kmart would have it. He's like, I know exactly what aisle that's in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, things had moved around a lot, quite a bit. 
we got to slow things down, take a little moment to appreciate my wife's sweet, sweet ass and that dress pant, yoga pant by Beta Brand. It's not that sweet right now with pregnancy, but this pant is certainly helping it stay up. You know what I mean? I need all the help I can get. I need my ass to be flattered, which is why I'm constantly going for a black pant. And Beta Brand has a pant that is going to hold it all in and flatter your ass. Okay. So first of all, they're stylish. They're comfortable. You can wear them to work. You don't have to pick two. You don't have to have a legging and a work pant. You know what I mean? With Beta Brand's dress pant yoga pants, you don't have to anymore. You should also know that they have boot cut, straight leg, skinny, cropped, premium denim, six button, and wide leg. For me, you know this, I'm a fan of the skinny, but um, I feel like all of these are really great. It just depends on your body type. You have tons of different colors to choose from. I'm a black fan. They have patterns, cuts, styles, and like I said, they're super comfortable and stay wrinkle-free. So there's no mess here. I feel like it's so hard to find a good pant that holds you in. And when you're having a bloated day and you just want to let it all hang out at a car stoplight and you're like unbuttoning your pants, this is the pant to go to. It's comfortable. You can wear it to work. I mean, I even walk on the treadmill while, like, while I'm returning emails and doing conference calls with it. So it's multifaceted. I would recommend this to any girl that likes to hold stuff in. Or if it's like that time of the month, this is the pant that you want to wear. You know what I mean? Especially in black. So you guys have got to try a pair of these pants from Beta Brand. Trust me, you're going to love them. You're going to be obsessed. And they're giving all TSC, him and her listeners, 20% off. Just go to betabrand.com slash skinny. That's betabrand.com slash skinny. Don't wait. See for yourself and see why millions of women agree that these are the most comfortable dress pants ever. Just go to betabrand.com slash skinny for 20% off. That's B-E-T-A-B-R-A-N-D.com slash skinny. That's what I'm talking about. But long story short, my first job was cleaning the floors, arranging the stock room, collecting shopping carts. Basically, they call it regular clerk. I was clerk 407. I did that for six months. I became employee of the month. And then after a year, they promoted me to assistant sporting goods manager. And I was always showing up on time. I mean, actually before I'm supposed to show up, I was 10, 15 minutes early. And I always stayed after I clock out, I would still collect shopping carts while I was waiting for the bus. You think that's because you just appreciated the opportunity? Well, so- I just wanted to give 120%. We're habitually yeah. on time. And yeah. I think that's one of the biggest things that we have that is responsible for the success of our relationship is that we're both always, like, we're just so, you know, about being on time. Yeah, Do on you want to teach me lessons on that? Yeah. <laughs> Are you late? I need help. First of all, where do you guys live, by the way? Do you we're, live we live in West Hollywood. In, no, we, we grew up oh, in San Diego. Okay. We're here in West Hollywood now because this Whoa. is the, we're, we're out of this office now. do this drive? No, 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 we don't do the drive. Okay. I wish I could say that, but what I need, I need some tips on that. Yeah. You can give me some tips. Yeah, so we, we'll get into all yeah. that. I work out of here every day. This, this <laughs> no is, way. This is the company. Oh, very yeah. cool. Yeah. Awesome. So that was my first job, but I knew even Kmart is just another stepping stone, right? So every Sunday I was getting a newspaper looking for better opportunities. So one day I see this company advertising, make 500 bucks a week. And at the time I was making a little over a hundred bucks a week. It was $3 and 15 cents an hour. So I called them, I went for an interview, I got hired and it was door-to-door sales, multi-level marketing. They were selling nuts back then, you know, pistachios, candies, nuts. Yeah. So I got hired, but before that, I want to tell you guys a story. I wanted to buy a car. so. Every week I took my page, Kmart used to pay you cash back then in envelopes. Huh. Every Friday you line up at the HR office and they give you cash. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, no checks. I don't think you get so, away with that now. Yeah. <laughs> no. So I used to take the change and leave the hundred bucks literally under my mattress. So after one year at 5,200 bucks, I went to auction and bought a 1983 Honda Accord. 
which back then was 1986. So it was only three years old. My car was better than my dad. And so I want to talk, tell people about sacrifice, right? So I could have gone out and buy new jeans, new pants, go dine out. But I made my own sandwiches, took the bus. I was saving every penny, right? So anyhow, I got the second job. It was WWI Worldwide Industries. After three months, I was their top salesman. One night, I'm at Price Club. Back then, you know, it was Price Club, not Costco. And then I did a quick mat in the nut aisle when I was with my dad and mom buying stuff for the house. And I'm like, wow, this company is selling this stuff for three bucks a pound. It's $1.50 a pound here. And I already have my customers. So why don't I just buy the nuts and packages set up myself? So I went home that day when my dad opened the Yellow Pages, looked for polyester bags. You know where they sell bags? And mm-hmm. I found a place in Santa Ana, California. I called them when I had bought all the eight-inch polyester bags and a sealant. And I opened my own business. I was 18. And then I had four employees working for me, making four or 5000 a month. Six months later, health department was one of the guys I was selling nuts to while I was eating my sandwich. He shows up and he goes, hey, we don't see you on our file. I'm like, what file? I, I didn't know you need health permit every time you repackage food, right? Oh, shit. For resale. I don't know. I have no idea. So anyway, he gave me a huge binder with regulations and you can't sell. He basically red tagged me and shot me down until I bring the premises up to code. And then my dad looked at it and we looked read through the whole thing. I was like, it's impossible. This gonna this building doesn't even meet the criteria. So that was my first failure. <laughs> you know, I it just completely that. shuts the business down? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I had to go get basically a commercial kitchen, you know, to repackage food. I'm like, forget it, it doesn't make sense. So I had twenty some thousand dollars saved, this time nineteen years old. My dad's friend says, Hey, I sell gas stations and you could get SBA loan ninety percent financing and you have twenty grand, so you could buy something for two hundred grand. I was shocked. I'm like, wow. This is like, you know, a few years, you know, prior, my dad was supposed to work at a gas station. Now I'm, I'm buying my own gas station. I was like, I feel like, you know, so amazing, right? So we opened escrow on a gas station off of Crenshaw on 405. It was a mobile gas station. And I went to Rancho Cucumanga to become certified. I went through the mobile school. I paid a $3,500 franchise fee, all the stuff. I still have my plaque. But the guy that was doing my loan turned out to be a loan fraud. Oh, and, shit. Yeah. So, Yeah. He charged me all this processing fee, appraisal. He never ordered anything. And I found out he was doing it to a lot of people. He ended up going to jail a few years after. Long story short, that was my second failure. So, <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, what am I going to do now? My money's gone. I don't have any money. So I called one of the customers that used to buy a lot of nuts from me. It was a Winston Tire manager in Montebello. So I used to drive everywhere, all the auto centers from San Diego all the way to Los Angeles to sell nuts. That's where my customers were. So he gave me a job. I, I was assistant manager of a uh, tire shop. So that was another stepping. So I'm like, hey, now this is in front of me. This is what I'm going to do. So I became really good at it to a point after a year, they were moving me to underperforming stores to get their sales up because I used to really oversell. They're coming for oil change. I give them new brake pads, you know, <laughs> bumper to bumper service. You're sure they didn't even know they needed. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, that's not my character. I would, <laughs> I would find something they need. <laughs> well, you know, but, uh, I'm yeah. just kidding. So during this whole process while, you, while you're building, when did you two meet each other? Oh, my God. That's like Wait another later. 20 years. Later. 20 years. Okay, so there's a lot of stuff. So I, lot went, I went through about 18, 19 different businesses. I failed, you know, a couple of times, came close to basically bankrupt. I was negative net worth. When I had my supermarket, this is now 1997. Okay, so I skipped another 10 businesses. Because what, do, I, what do you think it is that separates you from, well, let's just talk about people that 
yeah. experience failure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I would consider like when you call it a failure, I think it's in your yeah. shoes, it's more of a learning experience because you kept lesson. going, right? Yeah. I look so at for somebody that's lesson. struggling and yeah. on the brink of a, like say a failure, what would your piece of advice be for that person? I would say, what did you learn? <laughs> you know, what did you learn? And just improve your game and get, get out there, you know? I think so many people, they get like, you know, they get one bump in the road and it's like, it's wheels over. come off, it's yeah. over and they don't know what to do. They don't want to recover. Yeah, it's true. It's very hard, especially the first one you get knocked out, you know? It's good though. But, it's important. But it's it's all about mindset, you know? And each failure, you know, makes your mindset stronger. You know? So you went through 10 more failures. Not so much failures, but not really setbacks. making progress. Setbacks. setbacks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the worst one was my supermarket. I opened the supermarket in Santa Ana, California, and Food for Less opened right next to me like a few months later. Fuck. Yeah. So my sales went down 50% oh. on their grand opening weekend. And I was shocked. I'm like, it's impossible. I mean, I was like, <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it. And then I had a partner at the time. My partner gave up after six months. He goes, I'm not, you know, if it's not making money, I'm not coming in, blah, blah, blah. So I ended up buying him out for 15 grand, which I had to go borrow. So I owned a hundred percent at that time. But I fired four employees. I had my parents come in, become cashiers, you know, <laughs> and then do what you gotta do. And then I'm like, I'm losing money anyway. Why don't I just go borrow money and advertise, you know, in newspaper, which was low opinion newspaper, the Mexican newspaper, local leader. And I used to run full page ads and brought a bunch of teaser products like VO5 shampoo, sell it for 20 cents. Everybody sells it for buck 50. It's like teasers, you know, to bring people in. I brought Mexican bands from Santa Ana, give free taco, taqueria, this, that, to bring, and I pumped the sales up within a year, double the sales. And then I listed that, sold it to two Korean brothers for 185,000, you know, plus inventory. You know what I think so interesting? People that have had to struggle, like both yeah. of you have, I, I think it's there, it's almost a piece of armor to understand. Like you, you've been you've been at the bottom. You understand what it's like down there, and so I feel like in some ways it protects you because you're able to understand. Okay, like that's the worst it can get. I mean, you, it's yeah. only up. I think a lot of people they start privileged, which sounds like a lot of times being privileged sounds like it's a good thing, but I actually think in a lot of ways it, it's it's yeah. a weakness because you don't you know if you fall behind just where, you know where you came from you don't know how to you don't know how to handle. There's there's so many yeah. young people that grew up privilege they don't know how to recover from a setback because they just never been there before you guys can you speak on that a little bit absolutely it's very very true yeah i mean when you have hardship in life especially early on you know when you're 10 11 12 13 14 you know it's traumatic right it's trauma but in some ways you want to avoid that trauma in the future so you work harder right so you don't just relax the back but you also if you do have trauma again you've been there right so it's kind of you know, it's a blessing. I hate to say it, you know, the earliest struggles in my life, it's, I look at it as a blessing now because it pushed me harder and I'm comfortable being at the bottom sometimes, you know? No, I end up, were you oh, yeah. doing deal or no deal when yeah. you guys met? No. So the deal or no deal actually ended right when we met. We met yeah. in t- May 2009. Okay. Um, and the show had ended after five seasons. It, w- it ended right at the top. Like we were the number one show. We were competing with American Idol. We were like going toe to toe. And so we met. Do you want to talk about how we met? <laughs> sure. We met on Facebook. It was oh. love at first poke. I was going to laugh if you said that you met him in the club giving him a, a shot. No, that was in Toronto. That was in Canada. No, no, I didn't do that here. That was like 18, 19. No, so we met on Facebook. The whole story is 
We were both going to the Playboy Mansion for one of their Halloween parties. I was there with my girlfriends. He was there with his girlfriend. Yeah. And he I saw me in the line. Sand to the beach. He, he saw <laughs> seems, me. Seems, seems like a little bit of a dicey move. He saw me in the line. This is what he tells me because he told me later, yeah. obviously. He said, when I saw you in the line, I said to myself, she's going to be my wife. Maybe you should be telling this story. <laughs> I was dressed as um, like a what was I like a belly dancer or something. Anyway, so fast forward, I think it was a few years later. He sees me on Facebook. Um, at the time, I was on Deal or No Deal, so I was somewhat recognizable. And I was single by then. He was single at so, this time. I and could poke her. He reached out to me. <laughs> oh, I remember the pokes. Do they still have the pokes? I don't know. I got on Facebook really. I have no idea. You I forgot about. Me, I forgot about the pokes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so back then, that was like a dating site in a way for us. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, not that I dated really anybody from Facebook. Pokes? Sure. Are, you know what's interesting now I that swear. I think back? Facebook was kind of creepy back then with a poke, right? You just yeah. like, yeah. I don't know if you especially, could get away with that now. Especially when the I guys think I disabled that. Like, I wasn't really like getting the notifications yeah. for that because there were so many creeps doing that. <laughs> but he was smart. He approached me in like a really, you know, nice way. Like, he wasn't being creepy about anything. I think really, I don't even think he was really hitting on me. I think he was just like looking for a friend. Um, so we started talking. We both love cars. And yeah, she commented I, on my I commented yellow on Ferrari. His Ferrari that I'm sure he was just looking for a friend. Yellow <laughs> wheels. This Ferrari had the most disgusting yellow wheels. Hey, like, it wasn't those, that bad. I'm like those wheels do not belong with that car. Please change them. Put black, put carbon fiber, anything but that yellow dish. Anyway. <laughs> I agree. It was a little too much. It the whole car much. was dipped in yellow. Anyway, you, know, you guys like, are all a little too much before we <laughs> yeah. step in. Let's be honest. I mean, you should have seen Michael's We're teeth extra. before me. His <laughs> <laughs> what? His oh. teeth. <laughs> Well, I had to get the I had to get the front more, yeah, for sure. No, listen, we don't know what we're doing until we yeah. get a until yeah. we get a you know, we don't know. Okay, we have to like make some tweaks. Okay, yeah. so go on. So yeah, you guys yeah. so go back to the car. So the so yellow car. We were talking about the car. No, we just started talking about cars because we both love cars. And he's in Orange County. I'm in LA, so we're living far apart. And so we decided to meet after like a month and a half of talking on Facebook. And we met at this club lounge in Orange County. And Really, we just hit it off immediately. We were talking for an hour straight. We left all of our friends that we were there with. They all yeah. got upset. My friends, there were some guy friends, they thought that I'm actually ditching them for the owner of the club. They thought they he's thought the, the owner. owner of the club. Because I don't know, he just had that presence or whatever. But they knew. Listen, it's better club. to be thought of as the owner than the busboy. Yeah. yeah. You know I mean? so. so they got mad at me. They left. And, hey, I don't sell nuts anymore. And they're from LA, and I'm from. I, so I came with them. So it was kind of awkward. But anyway, we started talking for an hour. We just had so much in common. It was just instant chemistry, instant attraction, and um, the conversation just like you know sometimes when you talk to people online or over the phone, and then when you meet in person, it could be completely different. But it wasn't. It was like just perfect. And then we had our first date at the Lakers game. And it was just, we, we, I took him to my condo in downtown LA because it was right there by the Staples Center. And we had fun. Not like that kind of fun, but. Hey, we did too. (laughs) I didn't sleep with you that night. No, you didn't, but. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Cut this out. <laughs> this is a we safe space. We were in the jacuzzi, okay? God. Yeah. Hey, no one's listening. This is my a safe space. My building was new. My building was new, so there wasn't a lot of t- like people that lived in the units yet. So I took him to my jacuzzi upstairs. A beautiful view of the downtown. I mean, yeah. I'm sure he liked that. He liked yeah, that. Yeah. She takes me up there. She said, drop your pants. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So at this no, point, do you have your car business and do you have your product line or is this not even happening No, yet? no. It's not happening. So I just finished deal or no deal i was one of the you know contract models i was coming off of this high i was making really good money you know i I had saved up some money and so when i met him 
you know, we started talking and I told him about my idea for a line of hair extensions. So my hair is all real. And on the show, I know nobody believes We have me. to talk about that later. That's yeah. You'll have to like go through no, it. I believe you. your people. It's a good head of hair. It's a good yeah. head of hair. Thank you. Thank you. It comes with a lot of neck pain. <laughs> it does. I actually have really bad neck pain. Before I was like... Anyway, so I told him about my idea for extensions because at the time there was only the Jessica Simpson line. I don't know if you remember. And it was synthetic hair, looked like doll hair. And some of the models were using it because there wasn't any extension, like do-it-yourself clip-ins back then. And so I wanted to create really good quality human hair extensions that you could do yourself. And you don't have to go to the salon and get the glue and the tape and all that crazy stuff at the time. And so I told him about my idea. I'm like, look, I'm really known on this show for my hair. I'm getting so much fan mail. Back then, people were like literally sending fan mail. And I'm like, everybody wants to know, like, what's my secret? Like, how do I get my hair like this? So I told him about the extension line. And he's like, okay, I'll invest with you. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, I was at a Shark Tank. Yeah, and I really didn't need the money Uh so much. I just needed the support of just somebody else who believed in it and wanted to do it with me. And so we did it. And it took off. Um, I think I paid him his initial investment within a few months like less than a year definitely and then i expanded we did hot tools and styling products <coughs> Bullshit. i'm just kidding see listen so mean. i'm just kidding. The my move, husband will say the same what, what are you so gonna mean. say well see the move is like i think lauren's like take the investment and just never give it back no matter what that's yeah. and even if she can she just doesn't she's like it's my always have the thing it's like my money's her money her money's her money yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. he's very yeah. i mean he should be and we are like business is business and you know if you have an investor you need to pay that investor back before you do anything else and so anyway and I learned from you, honey. Yeah. <laughs> I told you, we never talk at, during business hours. <laughs> and then what happened after that? And then... he's no, He doesn't have his car business. His, it wasn't well, business. Had... He was always a car collector. He never had a business per se, but Got now it. it's yeah. more of a business. Now it's more of a business. Yeah. So were you doing real estate and stuff? When oh, yeah. He's always been. Real estate's okay. always Yeah, I got my real estate license yeah, in 92. You never got into that. You didn't get into the real estate yeah. aspect. Of so when I had the supermarket... Back to supermarket. Yeah. So um, my <laughs> landlord, my landlord told me um, he was an older guy, you know, very wealthy in real estate, and he said, "What are you doing, like slaving away seven days a week and bouncing your rent check to me? <laughs> so why don't you get into real estate?" I'm like, "I have no money." He goes, "Well, when you, you you got your place for sale, when it sells, you know, come see me." So when I sold the supermarket, I owed 185 thousand on my credit cards, and I sold for like 180 thousand. So. I didn't pay my credit cards. I'm like, I'm gonna be negative net worth still. Mm-hmm. So I, I saw my friends banking money day trading stocks. And this was December, 1998. So I opened the E-Trade account and I started trading AOL, CMGI, Brocade, all these, everything my friends were buying, selling. So I tripled the money by September, 1999. Then I called my landlord. I said, okay, I got some money. <laughs> so he sent his broker. I ended up buying a shopping center in La Habra mm-hmm. or actually Whittier and then two REO homes. So that's when I start really investing in real estate, using my cash to my benefit to negotiate better prices. And I grew that up to like $250 million worth of real estate. Wow. Yeah, as of recent. And and uh, it's been a blessing in the sky, you know? And that's what I'm saying. The stepping stones, you keep going up and up on the mountain until you see what, you know, converts the best for you in life, you know? For how, me, it was real estate. How have you guys sort of bounced off each other to expand and evolve your businesses? Because, I mean, you both have separate businesses that are mm-hmm. taking off. And I was saying earlier, you have these separate Instagram accounts that are so strong. But how have you utilized each other? I think we really, first of all, respect each other's opinion. And for me, I come to him with many different you know, concerns and questions in regards to the business. And when it comes to hiring, for sure, 
She's got sharp antennas. Oh, for him, yes. <laughs> so he he is not a he doesn't have a good read on people, especially employees when he's hiring. And so I have to go through that process for all his businesses, whether it's Cubana Room, his cigar lounge, or Cashman Company, his real estate side, or anybody really. Um, mentorship. Probably. Mentorship, like everybody. So you meet the people. I meet everybody. Yeah. Do you want to yeah. come do that for me? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, it's important who you bring around you, and you yeah. know, a lot of times these people, um, they're hearing you know really personal stuff about your life your business and they're they're yep. in there and no matter how many ndas you sign you just you can't be too careful yeah. and i think more than anything it's the character of the person and i have a pretty good read on on people and so i i don't want that sort of energy and that kind of you know influence around us we have little kids too and you know obviously we've been married 10 we've been together 10 years married eight and like i'm very protective of him and not that he can't handle himself but you know men like they're not as intuitive as us and so we We're see not? things that they no, don't no. I'm like what <laughs> we see things that they don't so you know i think it's what? our job what do you guys think the secret to marriage is so many things oh my god i think having respect respect having yeah. the same goals values those are mm -hmm. like i think the biggest things like we're both habitually on time we're both super honest goal oriented super goal oriented yeah. family oriented like the things that are important to us is the same things what else that's really yeah. i would say separate bathrooms we definitely have that. oh yeah yeah we definitely have that in this new house thank god you gotta have separate yeah. bathrooms it's, it makes such a difference like don't touch my pink brush yes my, i will not touch the pink yeah, brush don't yeah. be touching my pink <laughs> brush. separate toilet separate yeah separate just keep it separate like i want yeah. i want yes. if i could have it on the other end of the earth i yes. would want it on the other end of the earth i think we'll always yeah. as long as you're separate the one that closet, has to walk there separate <laughs> that's important well that's he nice. has yeah. more stuff than i have which is really what? more clothes don't well, even lie right no, I, I probably have more. She she does this thing where she buys clothes and she wears it once and then like gets rid of it. But I, I have stuff. I don't get rid of it. I, I donate it. Or I have I, a different problem. I don't get rid of it. So I'm like, oh, so now I got to. I, I got to. Yeah, or I put it on Tradesy or Poshmark. Yeah. I got to find a way to. To you have a declutter here. Well, not a hoarding. No, just maybe with clothes. I got to get rid of some stuff. Like yeah, I still have stuff. Start, I was like, what the hell is that still doing here? And start having your autograph and you autograph it and you guys sell it. Send it up. Lots of money. There's some creeps that would love your. Yeah, sure. I oh, will sell his underwear. Unwashed, unwashed shirt. I'll sell his unwashed underwear. I, if I have to, to do a get hustle. those kinds of emails on yeah. Deal or No Deal and WWE. They're like, can I please buy your your socks? Even like anything, your bikini. You're like, like I'll do it for a hundred thousand minimum. There was a few yeah. girls that did that. I Listen, if this whole thing doesn't work out, I'll sell my underwear if this Dude, doesn't work out. I sell out. my clothes now, but <laughs> Michael, you're sitting on a fortune. <laughs> I, I, literally, don't wash your stuff anymore. You see, who knew? Go green. Opportunity was not just in front of me; it's beneath me yeah. it's i'm sitting on it this whole time <laughs> so taylor set up my account <laughs> taylor's back there like buying underwear right now who knows what he's doing <laughs> buy different brands yeah we don't know what taylor's doing back there so there's a lot of young entrepreneurs that are listening that are millennials or hustlers what would you guys' top tip and i would love to hear your separate top tip mm -hmm. be to them I would say don't give up. I know that sounds so cliche, but just don't hey, give that's up. That's my line. Don't listen to naysayers. Don't listen to like pretty much no one. If you really believe in your idea and you have the ability to follow through and you're disciplined, that's all you really need. If it's a good yeah. idea and you're passionate about it, just do your research, surround yourself with like-minded people, get rid of the negative people that are trying to bring you down or trying to sway you. 
and don't go for the comfort zone. Like I never, nothing ever grows there. I know that's like a quote, but it's so true. Like I always try to make myself uncomfortable, put myself in uncomfortable situations. Like I could easily be sitting, you know, in my house in Orange County overlooking the view and not coming to do this. But like there's so many benefits of me just being out here and meeting you guys and meeting all these great people here and just being in this environment. I mean, I'm from L.A. originally from here. Orange County is very boring, but like just get out there, be in front of people and just immerse yourself in whatever it is that that your your idea is. And your idea has been a lot. This hasn't been like something that happened overnight for you. I mean, I've like, how long have you had this like so whole brand? Layla Malani here has been around for almost 10 years now. Yeah, I know. Put the, you've put it's, the work in. I've put the work in and I really believe in the product. Yeah. We've expanded. You know, the market is super saturated and things are so different now. But I have another brand, Hair to Men, which is the hair supplements that I've, I've been taking the one for moms. Oh, good. It's do you like it? Yeah, I love it. It's just one a day. I, I just want my hair to look like yours. It's is it gonna, gonna, <laughs> well, actually, it is going to look like my so yours gross, because you're you're got, do the yeah, you brought me your extensions yeah. that are beautiful. They're I cannot wait for inch. Perfect. Like Longer I wanted you to go just super long. If you do some sexy like mermaid down to my shoot, ass, that's what you need. OK, yeah, I'm going to definitely try. Yeah. This. In a lot of ways, I mean. I couldn't agree with you more with what you said about kind of blocking out the naysayers and not listening. When I think about our career, and I think probably this is in line, every time there's been an idea where I was like, yeah, that's a good one. Keep going. It's always been the most short lived. It's not been the things that people have said, no, don't do that. I don't get that. You shouldn't be pursuing that. Those, are those have been so different. Those yeah. have been the most successful. Yeah. And, you, and it's hard though, because you're, if you're a young guy, young girl, and you're starting, your parents are saying, hey, don't do that, or your friends or other mm-hmm. success. I mean, you listen to them. Yeah. And you listen, you say, okay, maybe, I mean, Lauren, when she was bartending, she, she always tells the story, I'll tell it for you, honey, but she basically, was telling this guy while she was bartending, hey, I'm going to start this blog that's going to be this brand and it's going to launch these other things. And the guy's like, how are you going to make money doing that? That's yeah. a bad idea. I don't get that. Back then, who was doing blogs? And like, he, he was the inventor of the airbag. So he was an ex- extremely wow. successful guy. So you look wow. at someone like that and you're like, huh, he must, under, he must have a good idea of what success looks like. Mm-hmm. If she would have listened to him, there's so many things that wouldn't have happened because of that, right? And right. I think it's so important to be able to block that out and stick to your path and stick to your I always say gut. if people get what you're doing, you're not doing something right. I want to be a disruptor. Exactly. Like, I want to disrupt the industry. Mm-hmm. So what would your piece of advice be to entrepreneurs? Well, first things first, write your vision board, mm-hmm. where you want to be, you know, five, 10 years from now. That's so important, right? I always right? did that. Because otherwise, you're just going to idle through life. You're going to get mm-hmm. comfortable. The first business you open, is going to start making you money. You're going to buy that Mercedes or BMW, get a nicer home. And then you just cru- you go in cruise control mode. Mm-hmm. And then you don't grow, right? So write your vision board. Make sure it's really big, you know, dream big. Super detailed. Yeah. And then, um, you know, just go out there and count your blessings. You know, a lot of people don't realize just by having the freedom of waking up and being free to go out and go jog or go exercise or go to or to create Starbucks or a business. Yeah, go to a Starbucks and meet new people. That's a blessing. You don't get that in many countries. We couldn't know? do that in Iran. Yeah. That's why we left. So, you know, count your blessings. Always exercise. You know, exercise is the best antidepressant drug. People don't know. You know? I just started doing that. <laughs> yeah. So I work out five days a week. Even if it's 10 minutes, it doesn't matter. If you don't have weights or equipment, Roll out of bed and start doing push-ups and set-ups. Sounds use like your, you. Yeah, use your body weight. <laughs> you got to do something. You got you to move. Yeah. yeah. So be productive. You know, it's impossible to be depressed when you're struggling like that. When you're when yeah. you're when your body's struggling, you're sweating, yeah. and you're and you're Just burning through. Busy. Yeah, you you literally don't have the time to think about suffering because you're yeah. you're, you're physically your focus, suffering. Yeah. yeah, your focus shifts to something else. You know, and exercising for me is not building my body; it's more of building my mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, it helps you focus more. And while I'm you know in sauna after working out. Every morning, I do a lot of my day planning, you know, even though I've written it the day before, but I go out there and modify it and add 
extra stuff, you know, so I'm in a work mode, you know, even though I was working out. Life is amazing. Just go out there, be productive, do something, you know, leave your mark. And people in the U.S. Yeah. don't know how good they have it. I mean, I've yeah. obviously lived in many different countries. And for me, that's I think that's what's driven me and ha- given me that hustler mentality. And I always say hustler, but like, you know, that go-getter mentality. It's like yeah. you go out there and you don't know just how much opportunity there is. As long as you're willing to work for it and just go for it, there's so many ways that you can be successful and make money that you just... It's almost laughable to me sometimes that people complain, like even my own younger sister, she's, you know, she's 10 years younger than me. And, and in a way, she's been sort of sheltered because she grew up in Beverly Hills. She went to Beverly Hills High School. You know, my mom was able to buy her a nice car when Drove she was a able BMW. To, you know, I didn't have any of that stuff. And, you know, I don't want to say, you know, she's gotten, you know, lazy or anything, but like she definitely doesn't have the same drive and motivation as I do because I suffered. I mean, to get it, everything that I wanted to get, yeah. but You're I also, so right. you know. I mean, it's funny because I get in trouble for this because I have very little sympathy for anybody living in the U.S. that's feeling sorry for themselves. Yeah. They have so much opportunity. Like, yeah. I mean, even during those protests, we're like protesting the 1%. They don't realize if you're in the one, if, you, if you're if you protesting the 1%, if you're living in the U.S., you are in the 1% yeah. of the entire world. Yeah. People just don't have the ability to think about it, to go think globally. Go live in another yes. country. It's not, it's not the same thing to go yeah. vacation in another country. Go live there. Yes. And then you'll see how much opportunities you have here versus there. Yeah, they're complaining on their iPhone and their pickets, you know, as they're drinking their Starbucks. And it's like, listen, there's going to be people that write in and give me flack for this. But it's true. It's statistically, it's true. If you're in the United States and and you're living here, you have so much opportunity, you have so much freedom, and you are in the 1% of the entire world. You can literally do anything. You can be anything. I mean, if you're listening to this show, whether it's in your car or on your phone or on your computer, You know, what's a day in the life for each of you? Like walk me. I want to know what time you guys wake up. I get obsessed with how successful people yep. start their day and we their never night. sleep. And uh-huh. I don't I, I don't, don't wish sleep? it to be. No, you I look like you sleep. Thank you. I try. But it's when you have two kids. I mean, it kicks your ass. Oh, shit. When yeah. We had one. That definitely one was, throws a monkey One was right. manageable. Two is like 50. I swear to God. It's well, just. Well, let's be your first. You're in for a treat. So okay. we wake up super early. I wake up probably like six, six thirty in the morning. If my son wakes up at the same time, I go, you know, grab him out of the crib. Um, my daughter sleeps with my husband right now. Um, she's going through this phase. And then I get her ready. I get her ready in the morning, which is a whole show on its own every morning. She's got a lot of personality and she's just very sassy and Drama queen. So getting her ready, getting her downstairs. You know, I wonder who she, she took after. Brushes yeah. her teeth, get her dressed, bring her down, feed her just to make sure she eats because she just likes to play games with me. And then one of us usually takes her to school. And then I get in the shower, I get ready. And then I go to the, my, my office. Um, in between that, I'm checking emails. And then I go to my office. We work in the same building. And we sometimes do lunch, but lately we don't anymore because he's just so just... Doesn't have a good attitude lately. His business is he's just so busy and like got, has a lot on his plate. So it's like we're both on our phones anyway. So I'm like, let's not do that. You got to take her to lunch. I know. Do you guys? I have a, this is a quick side note tangent, uh-huh. just selfishly. Michael and I eventually want to get a building and work in the same building yeah. together. Is that did you guys? Buy a building and you work yeah. together. Yeah. Have That's like an East Wing, West Wing, or yeah. you'll be yes, wings, wings. Yes, yes. 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 That's what the goal I want. Yeah. Okay. Don't be in each other's face because honestly, you want to miss each other. You want to go home and like feel yeah. like, oh my God, I've missed you. Where have you been? I haven't seen your face. 
Yeah, I don't think we no. Not I, like you've been mean to me at lunch. We're like, self-aware enough to know we, we we couldn't work together in the same space for for too long. We could do the show. This is why we like the show because we can come on and have these conversations. Yeah. How together, long but then, is the show in the day? Uh, no, it's, it's only a couple times a week, and we only oh, okay. we just no way. We yeah. do six, yeah, we six do. of these a month. That's it. Oh, okay. So we have time. So okay, so go on. So you guys are working together, but separately. <sighs> separately, we may do lunch, we may not, and then I come home usually earlier than him. Um, I either pick up one of the kids or I run in a few errands, and then I come home. I figure out what we're gonna eat which is usually postmates i wish i could cook <laughs> in the next life hopefully Same. yeah <laughs> i'm basically starving to death over here <laughs> so see. So see. fucking figure it out you know i do other things bitch exactly yeah. <laughs> that's fine as long as those things are taking place yeah. I'll, I'll figure out the food yeah, you exactly. do other things too yeah. we're yeah. busy exactly yeah. exactly i'm not sitting at home <laughs> going to my pilates class you know shopping and then just being at home so i'm yeah. not doing that yeah. i'm doing a lot of stuff anyway I come home and I spend time with the kids. Um, we figure out what we're going to eat. And then we just wait for him to get home usually. Or if we have date night, we try to do date night like once or twice a week. That's good. That's um, super important that's super when important. you have kids. And if you ever do like couples dates, which we do that too, yeah. we always try to go again because we love being on time. We always go a little bit earlier so we can have a little bit of us time. Like Smart. we'll have a cocktail or something and then the other couple will join us. So we have that like a little I bit like of time that idea. together. That's very good idea. Yeah. Okay. And what's your morning? Yeah. My morning starts around 3, 4 a.m. Yeah. I Wait. get up early. I don't sleep much. Yeah. Yeah, he does. 3 or 4 yeah. a.m. And that's after me taking a bunch of melatonin, CBD oil, all kinds of stuff. Wow. Trying to, we need yeah. some what time's bedtime? Up? My bedtime is about 10, 10.30. Okay. So I get about four or five hours of sleep. But yeah. You think that's going to be sustainable? It is. I've been like that all my life. Holy shit. Yeah, you know, my mind doesn't stop and I have to, that's the struggle, you know? I mean, I'm so motivated. I suffer from too much motivation. He emails and, me in the middle and then I like, yeah. he sends me articles. And I try to <laughs> offload it on social media, you know, inspiring others and write codes. And when did you, when did you start put posting on social? Uh, so my when, sister, yeah, her <laughs> sister said all these terrible us. things about her, but she's the one that got us on Instagram. She's I think the five one. Five years ago or six no, years ago? No, it was ago. longer. I don't know. I mean, when Instagram really started, she yeah. got us on Instagram and she's like, you guys need to get on this. We're on Facebook and MySpace on Facebook back then. And she's like, this is like the hot new thing. You guys need to get on it. So she got us an account. And I mean, how do we even start? I think we just started posting like our kids. No, we didn't have kids. Our what did we start posting? I, I posted my Bugatti. No, you didn't have Bugatti back then. I did. I bought my Bugatti in 2011. Really? Yeah. Is that when Instagram really started? I think so. I well, remember. that's when we got So what was, the, what was the initial goal? Was just you just were posting for fun and now it's for to fun, inspire? Yeah. and Yeah, just share your story, you know, yeah. my success story, my struggles. And I realized so many immigrants are in this country and are going through the same journey I was going through, you know, mm -hmm. when I was 16, 17, 18. And so they really connected, you know, with my story. And, you know, I've been in... So, I mean, I've written two books on real estate and also shared my biography in those books. So a lot of people, you know, probably so 100,000 plus copies. So, you know, I did have a little bit of fan base when I started my Instagram. My book came out in 2011. So long story short, my, start, my day starts at 3, 4 a.m. I get on social media, respond to some people, and then I do have a private Facebook group, which is my mentorship platform. So I respond and engage my members. A lot of them have real estate questions. And then by about 5.36 a.m., I'll go down, get my first cup of coffee. <laughs> you know, watch the news, see what's going on. Because, I mean, real estate and real estate is driven by economy. Sure. So you got to be, you know, semi-economist, you know, <laughs> to be successful at timing the real estate, when to buy, when to sell. So, I mean, there's a series of channels and sites I watch religiously for the past 25 years. So When's the LA market going to soften up? 
<laughs> he already has. No. It's starting to, I think, a little bit. Yeah. So we'll I do happens. that, and then by by seven a.m., my personal trainer shows up. So we do a quick circuit training workout, thirty to forty minutes, and then I hit the sauna, and then I usually take my daughter to a school, and then get to office by about nine ten, and then at nine ten, I already have two or three meetings set up. From nine ten to eleven, I have meetings, and then I break for lunch eleven thirty, and then do a couple more meetings after lunch, and then I usually end up at my cigar lounge. I was gonna say, then you go to Cubana. At two thirty, I go to cigar lounge, which is a gorgeous place I built on my marina it's right on the water. Where, where, well, we are gonna come next time we're in Newport yeah. Beach. I yeah. wanna see it. It's in Newport? Yeah, it's got it's 21 beautiful. boats lives. Sounds beautiful. Actually, you can't. Amazing You're restaurants. You can't be around smoke. When I'm not pregnant. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't wanna leave the house until I'm not I'm done being you? pregnant so I can have wine. Yeah. In January. <laughs> oh, Capricorn? No way. Okay, I think Aquarius or Capricorn, we don't uh, know. We don't know. Yeah. Oh. Capricorn's rural. <laughs> They're good with numbers. <laughs> yeah. I'm not kidding you. Absolutely. Clearly. I'm a, I'm a, yeah. So that's about my day. Okay. And yeah. I mean, I, I do record. Uh, and then we have events, you know, different things, yeah. philanthropy or just events that we need to go to. Or sometimes we come to LA for different things. So those get added. Into What's it. easier, a girl or a boy? Oh, uh, boy. boy. God, everyone says that. Yeah. Everyone yeah. says that. At least our boy. Yeah. Our daughter is a riot. She's just yeah. She just started her own YouTube start- channel. Okay, so every day that he would take him to work to her school, I guess she found out that he has this whole YouTube thing going on now, and so she's like, "I want to have a YouTube channel. I want to open pre- uh, my toys. I want to do this." So I want to make money. She and she said she wants to make money. <laughs> for what, her. what do you guys expect though when she you two said, breed yeah. together? That's yeah. good. <laughs> that's all we talk about. She said so something she hears crazy us, yeah. the other day. I'm like, why don't you want to go to school? Because every day she yeah. argues with me. She says something like, because I can't make money there. Like something to that effect. She told me the, yeah. the teacher doesn't like. <laughs> She's make entrepreneurial. Me make money. So she goes to. The Smart. It took, it took me about 20 years to figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me, let me ask you this. What's, what's the ruling now? Cause you know, we're gonna have to navigate this at some point. What's the ruling with social media and kids? Like, how do you, we don't have her like on our a specific, no, I mean like her, like her specific, like is she allowed to go on Instagram or YouTube? It's just YouTube. It's not on Instagram. Okay. Yeah. And how old? What do you think? Do you think you'll She's let seven. seven? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we just literally launched it today. Like he put the video up today. So. Yeah. I mean, I think if she wants to do it yes. and you guys are monitoring it. Right. I mean, I hey, recorded. He's yeah. with her. In I the mean, it's entrepreneurial. It's enormous amount of potential. I mean, that, there's kid Ryan's world. I, I oh, yeah. heard he's made like 55 million bucks yeah. last year. The, the toy kid. Toys, Colgate, Yeah, but now the FTC is after them Uh-oh. for not disclosing that they're like paid. The FTC is always. Yeah. Why don't they see people making money? It doesn't matter. Look, first make the money, then worry about it. You know? <laughs> Do it and apologize later. Yeah. He'll settle that deal for about 10% and keep it. I want to talk yeah. about your beauty tips. Okay. okay. First okay. of all, I like you got to tell us how you look like this after two kids. Thanks. Because so you much. look like a 21 year old. Oh my God, I love you. Um, I don't always feel that way. Thank you for saying that. I think for me, it's just. I really try to follow a healthy lifestyle. Like I don't really drink. I don't smoke. I don't do drugs. I don't drink sodas. I don't go to Starbucks or anything. Like I'm really healthy in that regard. I drink a lot of tea, as you can see. Yeah, but you just put something yeah. in your tea. What was it's that? Honey, it's Manuka honey. Yeah, she Travel carries cuts. her own. I want to take a picture. Stash. Yeah, yeah, it's from uh, Whole Foods. Smart. So you do your tea. She does her um, cam- camel. How do you say it? Camel. Cam- well, camel. I do decaf after like 10 a.m. Before okay. 10 a.m., it's all caffeinated. I and you do it with too. Manuka honey. I drink a lot I'm of tea. Taking a picture of this, you guys. I'll put it on. Instagram, yeah. sorry. <laughs> but the real secret is she orders hot water with lemon. 
yeah, like tea and just hot water. I drink a hot lot of water hot beverages. Lemon. So one thing you should not do is drink a lot of cold beverages because it just like freezes. And that's what the restaurants serve you. The I have like five cold down. beverages in front of me. Guys, yeah. okay, for us girls, for us girls. I'm fucked. It's I'm, dr- I'm drinking like an iced coffee. Yeah, I know it's hot, but I'm always cold. Yeah. So for me, I like warm beverages. I would say just like not eating too late. And I don't like eat fast food. I don't, you know, I don't have like a sugar craving or anything. Do you have any cravings, by the way? I'm craving cereal, like healthy version of life cereal. It's oh. Barbara's life cereal and then um, peaches. Ooh, interesting. Do you mean right now when she's okay. pregnant or just in general? You're not going to have any issues with gaining yeah. too much weight. You're fine. You're going to be fine. When I left the hospital, I lost like 10 pounds immediately because it was the baby, the placenta and, you know, all that. So for me, like, honestly, I just stayed really active. I was working nonstop and I just I was very mindful of what I was eating, what I was putting in my body. And the other what's thing a is, typical breakfast for you? Oatmeal with lots of chia seeds, hemp milk, okay. um, lots of fruits, whatever fruit I have at the time, cinnamon. I eat a lot of spices like turmeric, black pepper, cinnamon, things like that. I just discovered tahini, which is like heaven. She <laughs> I put that shit on everything so now. Yeah. I discovered it in Mexico. Anyway, lunch is, I mean, I always eat out. I, I wish I could cook. I make eggs really well. She does. It's actually on my highlight story. I think I've seen your highlight story of eggs. It's like a Persian omelets, style. my favorite. It's like, like the best. Nobody can beat me in that. So if you can make one. a couple, like like three or four good dishes, Michael, that's, that's, all yeah. that's all you need. That's all you need. Honestly. Seriously. And then you just, like for me, eggs is easy because you can literally throw anything in it and it's good. I eat a lot of eggs. That's my other secret. Okay. I eat like three eggs a day. And not a With lot of yolk. alcohol, you said. You're no. not a big alcohol. Yeah. Like once or twice a week, I'll have a cocktail or a wine or something. I don't like alcohol. I don't like how I feel like while I'm drinking or the next day, I just don't like, you know. Well, if Manny's waking yeah. up at 3 a.m., yeah. I mean, you can't be drinking alcohol waking up and at 3 a.m. And we have kids. Like, no matter no. what, they're going to wake our asses yeah. up. So it's not going to be fun the yeah. next day. Yeah, I'm cutting back on alcohol, too, because, you know, every time I go to smoke a cigar, I have a little scotch, sometimes red wine, and it adds up, right? And yeah, then sure. it does, you know. It just slows you down. Of, I don't like anything yeah. that slows me down. I want to be on my A-game all the time. But what are some of your beauty tips, like your skin secrets? Or I know everyone's going to want to know what lashes you're wearing. I'm wearing Lily lashes. Okay, that's Not just because she's my... Really pretty lashes. They're amazing. Like, yeah. Her lashes are just so glam. I love um, Skin Better now. My esthetician, Kat, she turned me on to it. And it's amazing. It's by the same um, founders of Allergan. And it's just really medical grade, good stuff. Um, I use that right now i use charcoal toothpaste i don't know Manny, <laughs> and your hair what are your beauty my routine? hair wait wait, wait. wait we <laughs> gotta talk don't fuck with the hair i need to talk I about i ask hair. you he has a beauty routine yeah. I, I, whatever my he wife has good hair me. he should be a model for hair, he has hair. Oh. hair. yeah okay. i can't stop staring at you well, hair. There's, <laughs> but there's a yeah i got some hair your hair uh, takes 45 minutes to do every morning in your separate bathroom <laughs> no way uh, no, no so hair to me is a natural supplement and it helps grow your hair longer and thicker it doesn't look like you need it but i used to have hair down here it was that's really what strange I've been though taking, and my hair is just growing like crazy right now i had this and hair that's the one i've been yeah. taking the mom one so there's hair to mom which is a prenatal postnatal and hair vitamin okay when you i mean i don't know if you've experienced hair shedding yet but you may not yet um, oh, is, is it gonna I shed did with my set with my son with my second and pregnancy. your hair is just naturally like that it's just i mean my hair has always been good but it's never been like this and people don't believe that it is all my hair because it just looks like a big like crazy set of extensions but and also i have a hair extension line so i understand like why people could get confused. people assume they're but like, i do multiple yeah. videos i show like basically my scalp um <laughs> I, i'm like yeah. and 
somebody will say, I see some tracks in there. I'm like, I swear, like, what else do I need uh, to in do? In the background behind there, there's this one thing that I saw. I'm like, I'm like, here's like a full video unedited. You, you gotta show your sky. I have a confession. I'm, yes. I'm wearing extensions. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. So he looks like you're wearing a toupee you today. Hair. Yeah. Thank you. You know, I had it, like I said, I had it down here. And the reason I cut it is Lauren and I were at, um, we were eating at a bar one time and I was behind and the guy walked up and he's like, he, here's your pizza ladies. And oh, I saw, I was like, no fuck this hair. I to cut it right way. off. So that's it. Done. That's a good reason. Yeah. I had to turn it, had to cut it off. But one time we were at a restaurant and girl walked up to you and pulled your hair, right? <gasps> no, no, no. Oops, so I, I've had, real. like, you know, girls sometimes, like, you know, pretend like they're being, like, fake nice, and they'll be like, hey, babe, how are you? And they'll, like, they'll put their hand behind your head yep. to, like, say hello, like, like, to bring you rude. close. But meanwhile, she's, like, feeling my scalp. And yeah. Could you imagine? I have nothing to hide but my follicles. I, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Uh, nothing shocks that's me. So bad. Nothing shocks uh, me. This that's that's aggressive. Yeah. Do you guys like living in Orange County? I love, I love it. it. Like this, it's yeah. the best place to raise a family, in my opinion. We live in the best part of California, in my opinion. It's just so beautiful, so serene. It's like resort living, and there's no traffic, there's no crazy drivers, there's no yeah. potholes. You don't get a ticket for jaywalking, like I used to hear, or parking your turning your wheels the wrong way. Like you don't get any of that crap in Orange County, and people are just more relaxed. Yeah, I feel like we need to go look down there. So many people are buying second homes Moving down there. Down there you know? Yeah, yeah, maybe Michael. You know, we do because we grew up in San Diego, which is, there's some pockets of San Diego that yep. are also kind of calm and quiet. But yeah. coming up here, I always felt I wanted to get out because it was too slow. Yeah, and now I'm here, I'm is. like, oh shit! Now I kind of want to. Yeah, I mean, this reverse. is where the movers yeah. and It's like always oh, grass is greener, but I think yeah. next like two, three years here, and then we'll just probably start figuring out where I we want to end single, up. Single or you don't have kids, you need to be in LA if you know you're you're an entrepreneur and you're going after all that. But once you're settled down, Orange County is the place. Life's too short. You, you, you want to get to a point in your life where, you know, you want to enjoy really life happy. too, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, hustling is good, but not you all your life. What are some health and wellness things that each of you guys do on a daily basis or once a week or just stuff that you do for yourself for self-care? I get a lot yeah. of massages because I suffer from neck and shoulder pain. So that for me is really helpful. And yeah. I just started working out twice a week. <laughs> I'm very proud yeah. of that. I go to my chiropractor usually once a week, if not at least once every two weeks. Get adjustment. They have a masseuse there, you know, must relax your body. And then I work out five days a week. And That's you fine. said sauna. Yeah, sauna yeah. every day. We need it's to get a sauna. Thing. Is it in the house? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's in our yeah, bathroom. we built it. It was a third closet. He was I supposed to turn into. that into his mini closet because I wanted <sighs> both closets. But she wanted up. to t take entire closets. Well, now both look, my well, stuff is like he wants out. to take the entire closet for no. me. Oh my God. We don't. No, we don't need that. I would rather. I, if you want to put in a sauna, I'm down for the sauna. Okay, well, there's a lot of benefits. Try to do an infrared. Thing. We didn't do the infrared. We wish we uh, did. Infrared is overrated. But, <laughs> no. uh, but you know, it, the other thing is too. Every morning when I turn the shower on, I get right on it. You know, it's cold. Like cold that first thirty seconds, it really wakes you up. You know, it's kind of like doing a mini cold plunge, if you want to call it. That's so a I good do that tip. every day. Every day I do that and try it. At first, you're going to cuss, you know? I think people but. should seek out discomfort every day. I think yeah. like actively seek out discomfort. Yeah. I think it's such a, like people, like, when I get up, I get up at five and I'll go and run outside yeah. and be cold. Right? Like the problem is, is people, everyone's working for comfort. They want yeah. to be comfortable. And I think like human beings are meant to struggle. It's what keeps you sharp. It's what keeps yeah. you on point. There's comfort so many people. Comfort kills like, growth. 
it yeah. kills it. Yeah. And so I think like even little things like that, jumping in a cold shower or going outside yeah. when it's cold or getting up when it's dark or like moving your phone across the room so you're forced yeah. to get out of bed when you don't want to. Like so many I things are important. I actually do that when I go to a store. I always park my car further so I can get that. I do that ex- too. Do you do that yeah. too? No way. Get the extra steps in. And my yeah. house now, we have stairs to our master bedroom and I'm constantly going back up and down and I love it. And we have an elevator. And obviously, I don't use the elevator, but that really helps. So just be- I'd love an elevator and a sauna. <laughs> Okay, so we use that for our luggage. Manny, what is your book about? Your books, two books. books, My first book, Contrarian Playbook, How to Build Your $100 Million Real Estate Portfolio is mainly about real estate, how I built my, you know, wealth through real estate investing. And then the second one is more about biography. Driven is really my mindset. You know, I'm a very driven guy. You know, throw me in any situation, I'll figure it out one way or another. Of course, I share- There's some family pictures in there too. Yeah, I share Layla, my kids and- for young people starting out right now, and they're, if yeah. they're thinking about real estate, like mm-hmm. I mean, the landscape's changed. It's obviously a little yeah. bit. It's different than when you started. Where would you suggest they look? Residential, commercial? Is it is it a single uh, family home? Definitely, like, definitely multifamily, like complex, five bricks, four flags. But real estate is all about timing. You know, if you bought any real estate in two thousand and seven, you would have had to wait ten years to get your equity back. But if you threw a dart up in two thousand eleven, it landed on any property, you would have doubled your money, right? So it's all about 99% is timing, 1% is preparation. So be prepared, make sure you qualify, save your money, get all your ducks in a row, and then wait for a recession, you know, when you see foreclosures left and right. I actually invested yeah. with him too. We, we, I left that part yeah. out. So I took some of my deal or no deal money and invested in a commercial property with him in Texas. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are a smart, sharp couple. I like it. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, you don't see a lot like you guys. This no. is Thank this you. is a power couple. Thank you. What is a book, a resource, or a podcast that you guys would recommend to our audience that's brought you a lot of value? It could be mm-hmm. even a Netflix show. I mean, it could be it, anything. It could be anything. Well, early on, I mean, I read Trump's book, you know, The Art of the Deal, <laughs> and I loved how to negotiate. You know, you make your money on the buy in real estate. And I loved all these tactics, negotiation, you know, went after properties that were now loved and attractive and then add value and boom, made a killing on them. So that to me, like, you know, always, you know, I always go back to that when I want to negotiate or find a property. When I was younger, yeah. I was just obsessed with reading successful people's story. I think one of my favorite books was about Larry Ellison, the founder of Oracle. I yeah. read his book, Martha Stewart's book, before she went to jail. Yeah. And uh, like the Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I read all of that. Um, Think and Grow Rich, like that was one of the Napoleon first books. Napoleon Hill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now I'm more just online sources. One of the, um, there's a really great indie beauty news site called Beauty Independent. I think they have really great articles for new be- um, indie beauty brands. And so I read that a lot. What's next for both of you guys? We want to travel more. Where do you want to go? Everywhere. You guys were in Greece. Yes. Yeah, but she wants to travel. Like literally, she wants to move to Monaco for two years. I don't like to stay. That's where Ingrid lives. That's why I want you to meet Ingrid. Yeah, that's why she has the same energy as you. Next year we'll we'll all go. That's where she lives. Yes. Does she have kids? She She has three kids. Oh my god. I'll connect you guys on Instagram. Um, Monaco's amazing to live. Yeah, we went for Formula One. Yeah. We, we went to nice even I mean it doesn't have to be permanent like I would yeah. love to live there take the whole coast for like yeah. three yeah. years two years whatever like learn French I mean I have some French background being in Canada but like imagine just being in a place like that and just everything that you can be exposed to and just a different life and 
it's it's amazing. I mean, you can't you can't beat it. And every time short. I go there too, I say to yeah. Michael, like, why I don't understand why we don't live here half the year. And yeah. yeah, I don't understand. And when most of my work is on the phone and the computer, you can do it anywhere. And also, I think it shows movement too. Nowadays, yeah. like people are so into experience and movement, and mm-hmm. it's not you know, about all the stuff, but it's more about exactly. getting out there and experiencing different new situations. And Opens your eyes too, because you see things you don't see here, right? Yeah. So okay, so inspired. how about when you guys moved to Monaco, we moved too, because I would like, yeah. you know, I'm still I've that, actually proposed that to you. I'm still in that That's phase so where funny. I can go somewhere for like three weeks and then I get the itch. I'm like, I got to get back Come to yeah. my house. I got to get going I'm the again. same way. You I can't, know? I can't. Okay, so Lauren and I will hang out. We'll wait yeah. for you guys. You guys <laughs> go, come back. You can think of it from a business perspective. Like you can go over there oh, so here she's work. got the, she's got the hard sale no, going it's, now. it's you, you know what i love about it is that no you are so close to so many different countries there like here if i want to travel with my kids it's a pain in the ass like we don't take our kids over to europe we go yeah. to cabo because it's so close yeah it's a pain to travel with little children yeah we went far. to dubai we Not paid a good for it for idea. a year yeah. our daughter never slept the same yeah. ever ever since then why no. because the time difference yeah. is such a bitch it's 16 hours and for some reason hours, that yeah. You don't get back to normal. Like for us, it took us like over a week to get back to normal. Imagine kids. That's so, interesting. I never thought about that. Anyway, if you live somewhere yeah. like Monaco, you're so close to all these other incredible into countries that you can go, go see. And don't you want your kid to know French? So you got the hard. She's got yes. the hard sale going now. How, <laughs> you don't want the kid to be bilingual. Hello uh, or trilingual? Yeah, trilingual. I think. Well, it's now that one. you say it. Learn so, Mandarin, yeah. like go live yeah. in Japan even, or China, or wherever. Yeah. What's the big deal? We can podcast there. We can yeah. vlog there. I was saying if I was smart, we would just go. We would go to a place like that. We would just do this podcast, <laughs> chill, relax. I just don't have it in me. I got to keep I gotta keep pushing. Yeah. We you know can keep I mean? pushing there. We'll, we'll talk about well, it. Well, start taking we'll vacations there <laughs> and just extend your vacation a little bit at a time and just get a feel for yeah. it. You are right, though, about the taxes. Yeah. You could go there and maybe work yeah. half as hard and still yeah. make just yeah. as much. More of your money. Yeah. Especially here in California. Exactly. I think Tell it's you. good. What's next for you, Manny? For me? Well, I want to inspire millions of people. And already I get for past like two, three years, I've been kind of mentoring people by DM. But now I just started my platform in May this year. So I have 800 plus people on, on the platform. And I love it. You know, it's like giving back and really, you know, when I was doing my real estate investing 25 years ago, I didn't have anybody to tell me, hey, don't get a hard money on this property. You know, the interest is going to kill you and the economy is not the right time to buy it. And I've made so many mistakes, right? So I love giving back and seeing people's respond, you know, a year later, they send me a gift, box of cigars, say, hey, I just flipped my fourplex, thanks to you. I was going to buy a single family. You told me to buy a fourplex that's got rents below market, put a new landscape and I bumped up the rents and I flipped it and made 180 grand, blah, blah, blah. That's so cool. I love listening, hearing that stuff, you know? So I guess just giving back more you know, we just pledged a million dollars to Chalk Hospital at their autism center. Wow. Amazing. So we're doing more and more philanthropy. That's uh, cool, you guys. Uh, yeah. We don't talk about some of this stuff, but yeah. But everybody keeps hating on us. Like every time I buy a new, like I got a fourth Bugatti coming or third Bugatti coming. That's your business right? though. They're like, oh, you're buying all these cars. You know how many people you could feed. But we do, we give back so much to, to charities. But if you post it, they're going to say you're, you know, nobody cares about charity, but Few that I do, think we really like need that. to start posting more of, about that. I mean, yeah. it's not my personality to like, you know, go overboard with things like that. I mean, you do it from your heart. I, I'm on the board for the Chalk Children's Hospital as well. And we meet monthly and there's different events that we do um, for the hospital. And we just did this million dollar pledge. But it's like, you know, you, people do like seeing that. So in a way, you are inspiring people by doing that. So it's yeah. not like you're 
showing off what you're doing. It's really you're trying to inspire. And so if we're posting our vacation, I think we need to also post some of our philanthropic efforts. As well, well. The, the, but the main thing, though, is that you can do both. And I think yeah. the people that sit there and judge, you know, it's like, what are you doing? What are you contributing? Like, yeah. come on. And it's usually yeah. people that are not doing anything. Yes. And they're just passing judgment. Yeah. Yeah. I mostly just hit block. And so I don't even care. Are you doubling down on hair extensions for your business? I'm actually doubling down on supplements and wellness. Okay. I think that's definitely a more growing um, sector. Um, I think, you know, right now it's all about beauty from the inside out. Extensions are great, but again, they're a commodity and it's not something you can control. And right now with China and tariffs and all that. Prices have like unknown that's going to happen. You just never know. Um, So I think really just wellness and beauty. You guys are amazing. You're inspiring. Thank Thank you so much for coming on. You can come back anytime. Pimp yourself out, your Instagrams, your websites, everything. At Layla Malani on Instagram and then LaylaMalani.com or Hairdeman.com. And what's your business's Instagram? At Layla Malani Hair and at Hairdeman. Perfect. So Hairdeman. Mine's easy. At Manny Koshben. (laughs) You guys across the board. Follow both of them because I'm telling you if you're a hustler or an entrepreneur or like you want you want inspo to be a power couple, they're it. Yep. We're going to link everything out too. Thank you guys for coming on. This is awesome. Thank you for my evil eye flowers. Protect you and that baby. Yeah. I have evil eyes everywhere. And it matches your my my vibe. But the only problem is I gifted myself this evil eye on my brain. Maybe for your push present. But Ingrid gift gave me my necklace. So uh, yeah, and we got the flowers and the necklace. Michael needs an evil eye penis ring. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. I already have one of those. (laughs) Thank you guys. You guys are too funny. (laughs) Guys, if you want to win some major Layla Milani products and some Hairdeman, both her products, both awesome. She also has this pink hairbrush that is so good. And extensions. We are going to give away a basket full of her goodies. All you have to do is tell us your favorite part of this show on my latest Instagram at The Skinny Confidential and follow Layla Milani on Instagram. That's L-E-Y-L-A-M-I. L-A-N-I, and then follow her company, Hairdeman. That's H-A-I-R-T-A-M-I-N. You will love both these accounts. They're major. And the goodies that someone's going to win is like heaven. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Skinny Confidential Him and Her Show. We will see you on Tuesday. Make sure you've rated and reviewed the podcast on iTunes. See you next week.